Hey y'all, I'm Salem. And I'm Maranata. And we're two first-gen Ethiopians living in America. And in our podcast, we'll be discussing what it means to be the children of African immigrants. And how we navigate through social and racial issues as the new Blacks on the Block. Let's go! Let's go! Well, I guess we can introduce ourselves. I'm Maranata. And I'm Salim. <laughs> also, my middle name is Salim, so that's a thing. Well, it was past tense. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh man, but we're uh, we're first gen from Ethiopia. Our parents are from Ethiopia, and we wanted to start this podcast to try to, you know, talk about issues surrounding you know black people in America, but specifically first gen people like us, because. Um, I haven't really heard a lot of, like, voices from people like us, you know, talking about issues and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. Um, I, too, as well, am first-gen, and my parents are both from Ethiopia, the motherland. Hey! Um, we just felt like this would be a really great venue for... Um, Habesha folk and even people of African descent to kind oh, of yeah, just absolutely internalize and kind of explore what the implications of um, these protests and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what you know things mean um, for us as Africans in the light of George Floyd's death. Yes, um, sure. So I think the first thing we wanted to kind of grapple with is. Um, the fact that this comes oof, February, we had the death of Ahmad Arbery, mm. um, who was running and Rashawn killed. Yes, um, that was in February. That was so um, sad. It was, and two, three months later, we have George Floyd, a forty-six-year-old African American who is um, choked to death, basically by a police officer. And um, he basically pleads for his life, and it's all caught on video, mm-hmm. and it has just gone viral in the past five, six days. Yeah, um, honestly, like internationally, honestly. Right. Um, protests have, you know, been they, rampant from Chicago yeah. to Arizona to um, the Capitol. There's protests in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And even um, here in California, where I am, too. Also, we yeah. should mention, I'm in California, and you're in I'm Chicago. in Chicago. <laughs> so we've got, like, yeah, two different places that we're at, but still kind of experiencing similar things. Right, right. Time. Yeah. And um, the outcry has been very, well, we can say it's, it's, it's being heard. It's being um, heard. It's being heard. If, That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, even if the president, the now the presidential, um, the new presidential candidate Joe Biden is even putting his, um, his two cents worth into this as well, saying that we should mm-hmm. all stand for um, equality and justice for there Floyd. Um, but I think it was a really good point that you made a couple days ago when we were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. and how he said that we've kind of settled for a pseudo type of peace instead of true justice in America. Explain that. Yeah, it was this quote that I read where, I'm going to butcher it, but basically he said, like, 
the threat to justice and to, you know, the civil rights movement at the time was not the Ku Klux Klan and like all these really like violent uh, opposers, but it was the white moderate. And it was the people that just sat by and wanted some sort of like a pseudo peace instead of true justice, Mm -hmm. which actually requires, you know, being uncomfortable and rocking the boat. And, you know, it's not something that makes a lot of people comfortable, you know, now we can look back at MLK and everybody like, you know, loves MLK, but back in the day, he was not, he was not liked. He was actually pretty hated. He was assassinated um for what he was for and mm-hmm. i think it, it at this particular time it's important for us to remember that and um in light of all these things that are going on where we see so much like opposition and so many different voices saying so many different things about this specific issue it's important to remember like this has been going on for a long long time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like yeah it's not something that is new by any means it's just being right. filmed right and that's the reason why there's just been so much outcry is it's been able to be widespread and um our voices definitely are being heard i think but right. it's the interpretation of what it, people are hearing that right. you know puts them on whatever side of the right. issue you know that they're at mm-hmm. which i think is really really interesting to see um right. but especially for people like us you know who are first gen like it can be a bit of a complex sort of place to be because you know our parents came here what like the 60s 70s 80s Mm -hmm. um and our ancestors were not necessarily the same as the african americans here in the united states you know like we've got a heritage and you know attached to a specific country back home and a lot of times we can feel a little bit out of place in how we you know side in these issues you know we Mm -hmm. are black or we're considered black in the united states yeah but a lot of times like it's kind of weird like i've had black african-americans ask me where i'm from and it's been confusing i'm like what do you mean where i'm where am i from i'm from here i was born (laughs) i'm american black american just like you but um sometimes that distinction can kind of like make you feel like an outsider to the community the mm-hmm. african community at times um, yeah african-american community and um it can be a yeah an interesting sort of experience mm-hmm. um and how you choose to assimilate to what specific culture you choose to assimilate to because a lot of times you don't quite fit in anywhere like you don't quite fit in with the african-american community because that's not necessarily, you know, the culture that you grew up with at home. Like, right. you know, we both grew up, like, speaking a different language, speaking Amharic, eating our, you know, ethnic foods. And, like, the culture is different. And um, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I definitely agree with it. Um, There have, just like you, I have definitely had um even african-americans come up to me and say you know like you're not quite you know black and something yeah. like that. So i'm like what do you really mean by that yeah. but i guess more than what they're trying to target is what is my ethnicity mm-hmm. and of course that is very um that has played a huge part um in my life and i'm pretty sure it's played a huge part in oh, yours yeah, for sure um of course heritage and even being african of course plays a huge role um in everybody's life no matter what race or ethnicity that you are um but i think what we see um in here especially with um 
the death of George Floyd is um, I think a lot of the times, even in recent news, even in the past, I think there's a type of social disconnect um, between those of African heritage and those who are African-Americans. I think we think that we are kind of in this subcategory and not the whole, Mm. the whole category as a whole. Yeah. What I mean by that is um, we tend to separate ourselves and um, we think that, oh, we're not African-American. So there, there's no way that this would possibly happen to us but like their um, issues are not our issues right right but as people what we forget to realize is that racism is not solely a black people problem if Mm. african-americans are humans just like us it's our problem too Mm -hmm. so as humans we are to stand together it doesn't matter if we're we're white we're latino we're asians Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. Um, Africans or Ethiopians or whether we're South Africans it doesn't matter where we're from as um, human beings and people even created in the image of God um, we are obligated and it is our duty Mm -hmm. almost as citizens to stand up for those who um, whose voices are not heard and um, Martin Luther King even said to ignore evil is to become an accomplice to it. And even just by being silent yeah. and not standing up is a type of sin. So, so true. it is a type of evil. So um, it shouldn't have taken the death of this man to bring about social change. It should have started way back in mm. 1950s and the 1950s <laughs> and the 1960s. Yeah. When this, was, this was all coming together this should have been stopped the fact that the words of these visionaries like malcolm x um rose parks and martin luther king Mm -hmm. are still being used in the 21st century when they thought it would be completely eradicated oh yeah is sad to see and just like you were saying earlier it it has taken the death of this innocent man to bring about social change and racial change here in america which has been so belittled and so minimized because like you said earlier we have settled for the pseudo piece as long as our buses are not segregated mm. as long as our restaurants are not segregated yeah. and as long as our schools are still integrated and we got the right to vote and like what right. more, more do we need right like right right yeah. but if people are still but if african-american men and women too are being um killed and are falling victim to mm. police brutality yeah then that means that something is something not needs right. to change yeah right and it's a whole right. like system too you know i feel like a lot of people sometimes can look at issues of police brutality like what we're seeing now and kind of see it as an isolated issue mm-hmm. and in fact it's been a systemic issue for so long for so many years for 400 plus years you know since those mm-hmm. first slaves came into the United States, um, we were, you know, systematically subjugated and not treated or seen as humans. Right. Um, there was actually um, a specific, I remember I just read a few days ago, it's in the Federalist Papers, which um, I believe is a part of the Constitution, some sort of founding father document where um, the three-fifths compromise, which basically... Mm-hmm said that the African-American slaves 
were only deemed three-fifths man. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an actual, like, law that was written into this country's right. history. Right. Like, you can actually Google it and read it. Like, it's there. Um, yeah. Not to mention, you know, that's that was, I believe, early, early on, I think, in the 1700s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, up, there's been so, so many more ridiculous, racist explicitly racist laws that were written into this country's history um Mm -hmm. you know redlining and uh sharecropping and all that stuff um and i think it's important to remember that like this country did not was not written in place you know for people like us i feel like a lot of people think that this is broken when in fact it was never intended to accommodate Mm -hmm. people like us um, mm-hmm. And so it needs a complete rewriting almost, not necessarily right. a few patches here and there. There needs to be a right. complete like overhaul almost of the system. And right. that's going to take a long time. I wish, you know, I wish it wouldn't take so long. But when you look right. at the, the damage that has been done over literal centuries, you can only imagine how much farther we have to go as a country and a nation. Um, but that right. all starts with us you know with individual people like you and me who choose to educate ourselves and choose to do our best to spread the word like this is an issue and it needs to be addressed and it needs to start with our hearts you know start with us and right if we can choose to be kind and see other people for the humans that they really are people that are made in the image of god like you said then we can change the world you know we don't have to all be MLKs and you know these big visionaries we don't all have to fill that specific space just do your part right. and learn about the history and understand where these issues resonated or came from so that you mm-hmm. know how to fix them right because that's what that's right. what it takes right and I think what's very um pertinent too I think more in the 21st century is that there are so many people um, not who are not even African Americans who still um, acknowledge, who still um, honor, and still you know marvel at African American history mm-hmm. and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people that admire not only visionaries but um, famous people as well who are of African American descent. Mm-hmm. Um, we still um, absorb their their music, the the way that they their lifestyles, mm-hmm. the, their culture the that they say, their culture. We still assimilate to that, even as um as a, there's so many inspirational um artists and speakers and who are African American who I've seen and I'm like I definitely would just kill to be in their space. Mm. Just I would do anything <laughs> but if I say that, but don't change the way that others see African Americans, mm. then how do I really honor and represent them as people? That's um, so true. So how it, it's just it's a question that needs to be posed to society as well. Yeah. I like think you're, for a, you're willing to consume their their art and their right. music and all this stuff, but you're not willing to stand up for their lives when they're being right. systematically right. oppressed. Right. And it's not only in um, 
it's not only we don't even see it in police brutality. I mean, the whole justice system is really rigged. The fact mm-hmm. that an African-American man compared to white men is more is more likely to serve two times or three times more of a prison sentence than that of a white man. That that's a problem. Not, that is a problem. It shouldn't be seen as something that has just been built over time. But no, this is something that um, we've just never gotten rid of. Ever no. since the justice system was the justice system. That's <laughs> so true. You know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. And I see different things. Um, I've been seeing, you know, different Snapchat posts, different Facebook posts. Mm. And I mean, people are, people are going and they're trying as much as they can. But um, it takes a nation to bring change. And if it took... um a nation to bring an end to Jim Crow laws in 1965, then it will definitely bring a nation together in order to bring an end to the systemic racism that we see. And even the racism that people may not outwardly show, but they subtly have in their minds and their hearts because Jim Crow, just because Jim Crow law was abolished in 1965, didn't mean that people changed on the inside it only changed Mm -hmm. because they had to abide by the law and the law is the law if you break it there are dire consequences to that that's so true but that doesn't mean that they changed the way that they saw african americans they still saw them as people who are different than them because Mm -hmm. why because i look different than you because my skin bears a different color than you but that they assume different means right Mm-hmm. less than human right and that should never be the case because human we as humans are all the same it doesn't matter what our skin tone looks like just because i have more melanin than you does not make mm. me different if you cut me i still <laughs> bleed the color red it's and so if true. i cut you you still bleed the color red so if that's the case why do i see you why do i see myself as someone superior mm. that goes to a major pride complex um that is can be it's it's proven to be very destructive yeah that's Um, a that's a deep heart issue you know right that's something that you've got to do the work to tear down right and right why why do i need to feel superior to somebody in order to feel good about myself right you know that's a real that's honestly kind of sad when you think about it like right gotta be standing on top of somebody in order to feel tall like that's not that's not cool right yeah, that's really sad right. actually right. yeah and i think what we've forgotten is that it takes the heart to change in order the mind to change because the way we see life is about perspective it's the way how we see it mm. and i think a lot of the times we've seen um you know everything is you know relatively fine it's not like african-americans or people of color being lynched or um being killed well, now they are decayed. well <laughs> Now they are, of course, but in the past, it wasn't so much we see that anymore, but now it's becoming more and more current, and I think it's only pointing to a problem that we've kind of pushed underneath the rug and hasn't been addressed because people are always saying that, oh, it's too touchy of a subject. I don't want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but unless it's talked about, there's no way that we're going to bring change, and just because it's a touchy subject does not mean that we can't talk about it and discuss as civilized human beings. Um, we have to learn to live together. And if we can't 
stand together as brothers and sisters and divide ourselves over skin, over race, mm-hmm. over perspective, over views, then divided we will fall. Mm, that's and so true. this nation we're seeing is at the breaking point. Mm. Um, all the violence that we're seeing, all the people that are dying is only goes to show the state of which we're in and we're at a and news reporters and those in the press are saying the same thing the nation has reached a boiling point Mm. um yeah so we can only go from here yeah i've heard you know people say things like oh we shouldn't talk about this stuff because you're only exacerbating the issue like the reason that there's you know protests and all this stuff is because you guys keep talking about the past and bringing up the past right stop talking about the past and it'll go Mm -hmm. away and it's like this isn't we're not bringing up the past this is the present we're only uncovering what's already been there this whole mm-hmm. time um and people who you know i've i've had that said to me by a, a white woman telling me like this is the reason why there's so many protests and hate and you know all this stuff is because y'all keep talking about the past and it's right it's like that's not that's not the case that's mm-hmm. not true mm-hmm. if you look at history this has been a re- repetitive cycle um and if you think that things just stopped right you know when when mlk said that i have a dream speech then you are sadly mistaken um right and i think yeah all this these protests and all these things going around on social media and all this stuff just how quickly news can can fly and shed light on a specific issue just is exposing things that have already been there um and i think it's super super important that we listen and you know believe the stories that we are being told from african-americans and their community especially as you know first gen people of color as well like you know bringing back to the fact that we are first gen you know that's kind of an issue that you can kind of run into in our community sometimes is like there's Mm -hmm. that separation and feeling like not connected to the issue of black America because you know our parents don't see themselves as Mm African-Americans and they can kind of seem a little bit uh separated from the issue in a way Mm -hmm. and that can kind of taint your own perspective when you also feel maybe a little bit disconnected from the community yourself people questioning your you know um belonging of you know being a black right. person and be like hey where are you from mm-hmm. well, what language do you right. speak you know you, you don't look like you're from here um and mm-hmm. all this stuff but really again going back to your point of we're all one human race and also at the end of the day you know america when they see you they just see your skin color we both you know i'm from ethiopia you're from ethiopia but at the end of the day we both black and right. that's what they see before they hear us before they listen to our stories before they get to know who we are individually that's what they see right um and so right. at the end of the day this this affects us whether we like it or not and whether right. our parents you know and i'm not trying to throw shit at either of our parents but like you know, right. the collective community you know whether the our original you know the original immigrants that brought us here our, our parents whether they want to believe it or not that's that's the truth. And um, I think maybe we as the first gen have a little bit more stake in this um, because we don't necessarily have that sort of differentiating characteristic of, you know, having an accent or being Mm -hmm. super, super connected to our um, home cultures Mm -hmm. like our parents do. 
like my parents have openly told me like, yeah, I don't feel like, like this, this isn't my home. You know, they don't feel like America is their home necessarily because Mm -hmm. they're not from here. They weren't born and raised here. Um, They spent their formative years in their home country. And then they came here and, you know, had to learn about the system and had to learn about, you know, what is going on in this country and how they're being viewed. Um, But they don't quite internalize it because they're like, that's not me. I'm not African American. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though sometimes, you know, they might get racist comments or whatever, they can kind of more easily brush it off because they're like, no, that wasn't meant for me. That wasn't meant for me. Right. (laughs) They don't know why. I'm like, I'm not from here type of thing. Um, And we can kind of, you know, you and I can kind of be raised in that sort of mindset where we can almost feel like attention of, well, which way do I go? Like, who do I identify with? Do I identify more Mm -hmm. with my parents' heritage and their culture and kind of cling to that as my identity? Or do I go back to, you know, assimilating with the the culture that I was raised in and assimilating with the African-American community and identifying as African-American? Or do I kind of flip-flop between both and kind of go in between whatever, you know, whatever the situation calls for? Um, Right. And that's kind of a bit of a tension that we kind of you and I can kind of live in at times. Um, mm-hmm. And when issues like this kind of spark up, I think it's important for us to really remember, you know, who we are and who this country sees us right. as. We are technically mm-hmm. the same. We're black. And these issues affect us just as much as they do the African-American community. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um, yeah, it's something that I think there have been already tensions in the past, um, just with the way that, um, slavery back in the 17th and 1800s, and then with systemic racism, Mm -hmm. um, in the 19th century, and then going into the 20th century as well, there's still this kind of like, you know, we're still not seen as equals, still not you know there's still this kind of iffy this gray area Mm -hmm. almost um and those tensions um were never really solved per se um and i think with these um with these deaths of not only george floyd but um michael brown tamir rice um, start of the black different african-americans that we've seen right the whole movement of the black lives matter i think um just kind of really brought that tension to a whole other level yeah um of course that doesn't mean that we shouldn't stand alongside um those who are african-americans and you know call for change and a difference in the way that people see them um yeah so yeah it's because they are ultimately us we are we're the same we're one right yeah right so i guess it only goes to show the heart it only goes to show where people's hearts and minds are now of course um protests have only been taking place for what about one two days two three days some places in some places no minnesota's kind of been happening (laughs) it's may 31st right 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 so 
Um, I think the biggest, I guess the biggest advice that we want to impart to those who specifically are of more African descent and whose parents are either born here or they're second gen or third gen, um, I guess our advice to you guys and even to the general public as well is to um, treat everyone as you would want to be treated. Yeah. Um, do not hold anybody with contempt or um, or difference. Yeah. Um, because it's not our differences that um, that should uh, divide us. It's we need to find unity in one another. Um, so true. Because we we're, we're all the same people. We all have friends. We all have family. We all have things that we care about. Um, we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. And if right. somebody's if somebody so, is being oppressed, and if you see somebody and mm-hmm. an issue, a collective community's issue, stand up for right. them. You don't necessarily have to completely identify with them and their experiences in order to be an ally or to raise awareness, to sign mm-hmm. the petitions, to take action. You know. We're all, you know, right. technically minorities in this country, and we gotta stand mm-hmm. up for each other. Right, yeah. right. Well, on that, <laughs> note, <laughs> on that note, I kind of want to read that quote that I sent you. Uh, the one about the. Oh my goodness, I forget even who it's by, so I'm probably gonna butcher it. But the one about like standing up, standing up, and and first mm-hmm. they came for. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's by. Um, Communism. Yeah. First they came for. First, first they came for the communists, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. Mm-hmm. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the Catholics, and I didn't speak up because I was a Protestant. Then they came for me, and by that time, there was no one left to speak up for me. Right. Yeah. That quote gets me every time. I've read it before, but I feel like it really just right. applied to kind of what we were talking about today. And, right. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it, it gives you perspective to understand that if you see injustice happening in the world and, you know, you have a voice, then speak up. Speak up. It's always right. worth it to speak up. Right yeah right and that is so yeah. true this should never be the case where um african-americans should feel like as if no one is going to stand mm-hmm. up for them because we should collectively like we said earlier um as human beings we are meant mm-hmm. for community we are meant for physical contact we're meant for uh interactions meaningful interactions with friendships to build even relationships yeah, with other absolutely. people um it is definitely something that um, we should be passionate about because just as Christ loved the church and the church was made up of different mm-hmm. people, you know, even in the Bible, it says like, there's no Jew or mm-hmm. Greek nor slave nor free. Um, everyone is considered one in God's so eyes. And if we don't see people as one, then we'll constantly be going back mm-hmm. to this issue. And the death of George Floyd would honestly have not been, would would have been mm-hmm. in vain. And I don't think any life should be seen as vain. Every life should be precious. And this life was precious. And what was done to him was definitely something that should spark outcry, should spark, Mm. um, you know, to question ourselves. Where are we? Where do we stand on this? Um, Are we for or are we just going to remain silent? Um, And that should never be the case where we see something and know that it is wrong. 
um, and not say anything about it. That in itself is so, that should be disturbing to each and every one of us as well. So, yeah, I can only say, I can only say because that's what I've seen and having friends that are African-Americans and my boyfriend being yeah, African-American. Sure. Um, I understand it is, it, it is different. And I know the racism that he has faced as well, um, very subtly mm-hmm. in his community, just because he lives in a very upper class, upper middle class type of um, white mm-hmm. neighborhood. Um, of course, he's always going to be the one kid that's going to be poked at because kind of like, what are you yeah. doing here? Like, like, you don't belong here. You're not one of us. <laughs> right you don't belong here so i know that he's definitely felt um um that in a sense but right right um but at the same time like we can't just pin this as a white people Mm -hmm. problem it's it's not it's everybody's problem as well because i'll be the first to admit like sometimes i see some of my friends who will be like oh salem like there's like there's a dude here and he's making me uncomfortable and i'm just like you know like what does he look mm. like and nine times out of ten it'll always be like it's 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 some sort of african-american mm-hmm. or it's some guy with some sort of brown yeah. skin tone and i'm like it shouldn't yeah. be that way yeah that's um, true you shouldn't see someone as someone of color someone who's scary you shouldn't be someone who you're intimidated uh-huh. by like that should never be there and i think that um our president hasn't really had a really strong say on this either i know a couple years back when um there was the whole issue of um mexicans and those in south and central america who were trying to cross the border i know he was basically saying that um mexicans are race are rapists yeah. and that they're here to just basically inflict harm when in reality they were just looking for a better life yeah. because the economy is so unstable in these um latin american countries so We've seen it not only in the African-American community, but we've seen it in the Latino community. We've also seen it in the Asian community. Now with the spread of COVID COVID, and they're calling it the Chinese disease. He's calling it the Chinese disease. So I don't (sighs) think per se that our president is doing a great job of bringing people together. Mm. I feel like at times he can stir up um, dissension against one another Absolutely. and he did this whole tweet a couple of days ago where he said he when the looting starts the right when the looting starts the shooting starts like i don't think he like he said oh i didn't know it was from back in the 60s like you should have mm. fact checked back checked everything you say before you say it mm. so as um as a nation we are even if we're meant to we're even meant to correct our president i mean it's if if he can't stand up for what needs to what action when what needs to be done then we as the american people um need to um make a stand i mean as our nation has penned even um it's for the people by the people Mm -hmm. so that should always be our mentality that should always be our outlook and we should never um stay silent over these things when we see any type of social injustice whether it be towards even us africans Mm -hmm. african-americans towards asians latinos we should always be the first to say something because if if not us then who and if not when if not now then when so true so that's so true yeah 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 i guess i would just say like in whatever way that you can take action and speak out you know this is me and Salim's way of speaking out and taking action we're like we need to say something 
and right. we need to get the you know the word out in any way that we can and right this is our way of doing it it doesn't it doesn't have to look like this necessarily but in whatever way you can right. with whatever you've got say something because right. this is not the time to stay silent this is not the right. time to sit back and wait for the facts or be like oh i don't know about this i don't know about that do your research sure but at the end of the day you have to be able to to see that this is we have a big issue in this country right and if you're unable to see that you know i don't know what to tell you (laughs) i don't know what to tell you yeah yeah Uh, yeah read some more read some more right right yeah i don't know that's kind of an awkward place to end it but yeah we're still kind of in the midst of all of this as well and so right there's not exactly right. a nice little bow we can put on the end of this because there really right. hasn't been one for like right so right <laughs> that note thanks for <laughs> our note. thanks for coming to our new blacks on the block <laughs> podcast yeah um, we're probably gonna dig into some things later on in other in series other podcasts and yeah. other episodes but um stay tuned yes stay tuned hope you liked it if you did i don't know what the other thing you're supposed to do right you can't say like and subscribe it's not (laughs) a channel but if you're into our podcast uh, go at this point us. i think it's only on spotify so i don't know what you can even do on spotify right well go follow us if you want go to. follow us um hey, do your let research us know you liked it. keep do making your, your voice heard right yeah absolutely right all right well we love you guys love you talk to you soon i'll talk to you soon <laughs> <laughs> ciao ciao